Pharmaceutical Technology presents the Drug Solutions Podcast, where the editors will chat with industry experts from across the pharmaceutical and biopharmaceutical supply chain. Join us as experts share insights into your biggest questions, from the technologies to the strategies to regulations related to the development and manufacture of drug products. This is the Drug Solutions Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast. Today we will talk about the issue of solubility and bioavailability in drug development. I'm Felicity Thomas, Senior Editor, Europe for Pharmaceutical Technology, Pharmaceutical Technology Europe and Biopharm International, and I'll be hosting this instalment of the Drug Solutions Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Curia, a global contract research development and manufacturing organization offering products and services across the drug development spectrum to help their partners turn ideas into real world impact from curiosity to cure. So talking to me in this installment of the Drug Solutions podcast is distinguished professor chemical and biochemical engineering at Rutgers, Fernando Muzio, who provides a greater insight into an exciting approach to accelerating dissolution rates, continuous melt coating. Hi, Fernando. Welcome to the Drug Solutions podcast, and thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you for inviting me. Really happy to be here. So poorly soluble drugs and those with low bioavailability are increasingly common problems in drug development. And as a result, many companies are seeking novel ways to overcome these particular issues. During Interfex in May 2022, you spoke about an innovative approach to pore solubility and bioavailability involving the acceleration of dissolution through continuous melt coating. So firstly, could I ask for you to provide us with some details about continuous melt coating and how this approach can help in the development of poorly soluble compounds? So sure, the, the main concept is that uh, a common approach to try to improve solubility of poorly soluble drugs is to uh, reduce the particle size to increase the surface area. But a problem that persists is that poorly soluble drugs are very often hydrophobic. So uh, you can generate a lot of area, but you need to wet that area in order for this to be effective. So thinking about that, we thought that a way to accelerate the dissolution of a polysoluble drug would be to place some surfactant on the surface of the API. It's a very simple concept. Um, so we did some very preliminary work at a very small scale. We found that many polysoluble drugs would actually dissolve much faster if you indeed coat them with surfactant. So then the question was, what's the easiest way to coat an API powder, right? And since we've been working on continuous manufacturing for years, um, we implemented a continuous approach where basically we pre-blend the drug in bulk with a small amount of surfactant, and we select a low melting point surfactant. And then we pass the mixture through a twin screw processor operating a few degrees below the uh, melting point of the surfactant. And what this does is it softens the surfactant material. We don't want to melt it, we just want to soften it. And then the application of shear simultaneously with the application of heat uh, 
provides the small amount of additional energy needed to smear the softened surfactant on the surface of the API. So in less than a minute, passing it through a continuously operating twin screw processor, we are able to very uh, effectively coat an API with surfactant and you can make any amount of it you want. And now we have an API that will dissolve much faster. Talking about the, the new approach being based on accelerating dissolution rather than enhancing solubility, has it been more common uh, in the past, for example, for approaches to focus on enhancing solubility? Well, both approaches have been used, right? Uh, the, the idea of enhancing solubility means basically changing the thermodynamics of the solubilization process. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, basically, you have to change the, the energy of the solid phase or the energy in the solute phase, right? Uh, and uh, there are a number of ways in which people have tried to do this, basically by changing salts or by creating a molecular dispersion of the API, for example, in hot melt extrusion or in uh, spray drying, right? So basically what you're doing is you're taking the molecule out of the crystal and you're dispersing it in a matrix of polymer so that basically now it's in a much higher level of energy and it, when it comes in contact with solvent, it goes readily into solution. Um, those approaches are very commonly practiced, but they're also complex and expensive. And more than that, they require a lot of excipients, right? You have to disperse the drug in a larger amount of a polymer, for example. So in our approach, we're not changing the crystal. It remains the crystal. What we're changing is the kinetics, the rate at which the material will dissolve, not the relative equilibrium between the phases, uh, because eventually the API will dissolve. But the point is to make it dissolve faster. And so by making sure that all of the surface can be wetted by putting surfactant on the surface, then all the surface of the API can be wetted, we greatly enhance the dissolution rate. And what sort of results have you managed to achieve with the continuous melt coating approach in your research so far? Well, so we were aware that people doing melt granulation were able to enhance dissolution. So that's where the idea came from, is why would that happen, right, when you melt granulate? And then, uh, you know, the realization was because the binder could promote wetting. So uh, this basically takes advantage of that technology, but it emphasizes the coating rather than the granulation aspect. Um, the kind of results. So we've been able to make immediate release granules out of very, very poorly soluble APIs uh, quite a few times now. Uh, what's interesting is that those granules can be 90% API or more. And in addition, I mean, when, when the API is coated and granulated, the material flows and compacts very well. So what you can make with this technology is, for example, you can make tablets that contain 85 or 90% of a very poorly soluble API, and they are immediate release. You can make immediate release tablets containing a very large fraction of API. And that's very difficult to do by spray drying or by hot melt extrusion. Typically, there are limits to how much drug you can load, and those limits are much lower. In here, if you have a poorly soluble drug that needs to be administered in a high dose, 
this technology allows you to make a tablet that is the great majority of the tablet is actually API and you can get immediate release or any other release profile you want. Do you think that there could be any scope for continuous melt coating to be used for more complex molecules such as biologics? Well, you're applying heat and shear simultaneously. The heat doesn't need to be very high. You know, you can find surfactants that would melt at uh, 50 degrees C. So if the material is in powder form and it can take those temperatures plus shear without degrading, then you could do it. But I think that it would be difficult for many biologics because they tend to be shear sensitive and also temperature sensitive. So those would be the limitations on using this technique. Now, the concept of coating a polysoluble material with surfactant may very well be applicable to, to complex materials. The question would be, what is the right technology to achieve the coating? And if melt coating is not the right approach, there might be other approaches. But the, the overall concept of really understanding interfaces, interfacial behavior, behavioral surfaces, is, is critical to being able to formulate more effectively. Surface science is uh, something that is uh, that receives a great deal of attention in other industries, for example, in catalysts, which is an industry where I have worked also for many years. In pharma, surfaces don't receive the same level of attention. Um, surface science is not a, a major topic. This kind of sheds light on the really critical role of material surfaces on determining material behavior. So to the extent that we could think that way about biologics and think, okay, what do I need to do with these surfaces and how do I do it? We might find approaches. And finally, I'd like to ask you about uh, the fact that this approach, you have some patents that you are currently applying for on, on continuous melt coating. When might we expect the filings to be completed? And once those filings are completed, what sort of time frame might industry be able to get and use this uh, approach for their soluble needs, solubility needs? Yeah, we filed the first patent a couple of years ago. That application has already published. There is a second patent that was uh, we filed a provisional almost a year ago. We're going to convert to a full application in the next month or so. And there are a couple of uh, additional patents that we will be filing soon. Um, so in reality, companies could start using this technology now. And if they want to avoid any concerns about infringing, if and when these patents are, um, are issued, if the claims are allowed, uh, they could uh, license the technology right now. Um, there is no reason why they need to wait for a patent to issue to, to come to you know, a negotiation and uh, access the know-how. Um, so I would encourage anybody who's interested in making uh, you know, tablets using polysoluble drugs by more convenient, less expensive means to, to talk to us, um, we are happy to collaborate. That's great. Thank you, Fernando. It's been a real pleasure talking to you today and providing us with more information on this interesting and more convenient approach to solving solubility issues. Thanks again. Thank you, Felicity. My pleasure. Thanks again to Fernando for taking the time to talk about solubility and bioavailability issues in drug development. 
As always, these podcast episodes are part of a larger catalogue of content. So if you are interested in the talking points that were raised, please do take a look at our websites, farmtech.com and biofarminternational.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another episode. Thank you to our editors and experts for sharing their insight. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Drug Solutions Podcast with the Pharmaceutical Technology Editors. If you want to stay in touch with the Pharmaceutical Technology team, subscribe to this podcast as well as to our newsletters. When you sign up for our e-newsletters, you will be updated about future episodes of Drug Solutions, receive our magazines, learn about upcoming webinars, and hear about episodes of Drug Digest, which is a video series. Thank you to everyone for joining us for this episode of the Drug Solutions Podcast. We will see you next time.